Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 273, and today I've got my good friend back on, Chris Guthrie, and we're going to talk about why change on Amazon is a good thing and how it can help us grow our businesses. And uh, I wanted to have him back on because, well, you guys may or may not know, but uh, you know he's been uh, helping sellers really communicate with buyers to help get real reviews. I had him uh, on episode uh, 246 recently, and we talked all about that, and I also had him all the way back on on episode 77, and I'll link all this up in the show notes, but he's always been a big fan of communicating with your customers, right? And again, building that relationship. So this way here, when you're getting sales, you're naturally bringing them through, uh, you know, a good experience. And that's really what we want for them. You know, this whole, you know, review thing that has just changed. And there's a whole bunch of different articles out there now of saying like, you know, what's right, what's wrong, you know, how it's worded, the FTC, like all of, all of this stuff, like is kind of like, okay, like who do you believe? And you know what? At this point, I'm not really sure, right? I think we all have to kind of be grownups here and uh, and we have to say to ourselves, like what do we feel is the right thing? Uh, you know, some of you may not want to even follow up with your customers uh, with a third-party tool like SalesBacker. Uh, you may want to do it manually or hire someone to do it manually and that's fine. But the bottom line is we want to be able to take care of of our customers. And I think in the end, that's always going to win. Okay. And Amazon is always going to be okay with us really making sure that our customers are happy, whether that's them doing that for us or us helping them do it for us. Right. So, uh, you know, we're going to talk about that, but we're, we're going to talk really about what he feels like this has done and, and what this change really means because, you know, him and I, we've become friends and, you know, we talk on a regular basis. And when this happened, of course we talked about it and it was kind of like, you know, what do you think about this, this whole change? And it was funny because, you know, I've been following Chris now for over probably five, six, maybe even seven years, uh, in the early days when I was getting started. And, uh, you know, he, he, he came from, you know, building affiliate sites and, you know, even running, uh, you know, affiliate deals through Amazon and being, you know, an, an Amazon associate as they call themselves, you know, making six, seven, eight percent, depending on how much volume did. And he was very successful at that. But he also seen how Google, you know, threw a slap down on everyone and it made it hard to rank websites. And, and then that whole business model was like, oh, it doesn't work anymore. But, you know, you're going to hear us talk about like these different changes that have happened in just the past like five to 10 years. And it's always an upset. It's always like, now what do we do? Right. But I think if you just go back to the basics and if you you really think about what you're doing here as far as like a product or a brand or a market it can become a little bit more clear for you to have a little bit more focus when you're going through this process. Remember, you know, tactics are tactics, right? Uh, but the strategy of building a business and customer support and all that stuff, that'll never go away. Tactics, yes, they'll come and go. Um, and I think this is one of them when we're talking about the review thing, right? So I'm going to stop talking now so we can actually listen to this conversation that I had with Chris, which was really good, by the way. I do want to remind you that we do have all the show notes, links, uh, transcripts, all that will be linked up on the show notes page to this episode, which is 273, so theamazingseller.com forward slash 273. And I did want to give a shout out to all of our iTunes peeps. You guys are awesome. You guys keep me energized. Actually, everyone that emails me or anyone that posts in the Facebook group, all, all of you keep me energized because 
you get to you know share you know what the podcast is doing for you or what the the blog post that I just did is doing for you it's helping you one step of the uh, of the way and and that's really what motivates me and I uh, just want to say thank you and uh, if you haven't uh, left any comments or, or any feedback on iTunes or on the blog or whatever you know go ahead and do that that would be awesome I, I want to hear from you uh, and it, it would really uh, you know just allow me to connect a little bit further with you so all right guys that's it I'm gonna go ahead and stop talking like I said about what two minutes ago let's go ahead and listen to this conversation that i recently had with my good friend chris guthrie well hey chris guthrie what is going on man thanks for coming back on the podcast in such short notice because i wanted to do this and get your thoughts on this whole review thing what's going on man hey nothing much thanks so much for having me and yeah i mean i actually i was not expecting to be back so soon because obviously you have other guests and plenty of things to talk about but Obviously, lately, uh, reviews are in the news, I guess. Yeah, they are in the news. And uh, this time that we're actually recording this, because we tried doing this a week ago, but we couldn't because you were having a new fence or something put up and someone was was sawing and banging and stuff, right? Yeah, really, literally, we're like, all right, we good? Should we go ahead and hit record? And then you hear this sawing yeah, saw going so, on. Yeah. No, it's good now. <laughs> we're sure? So we're, all everything's all good? Up. The fence is up? I, I actually checked outside to make sure all the boards are up, and they are, so. <laughs> good. And the other fun fact, everyone... Everyone listening right now, fun fact, fun fa- you know where I'm going with this, Chris. Yeah, is, I do. You know, Chris is having problems with his Skype. He's like, hey, Scott, you know, he's, he's uh, Skyping me back. For, Scott, what do you use for recording? And I told him it's call recorder for Mac. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I, I've got a, I've got a Windows machine, so I, I don't have that. So and I said, wait a minute here. I scratched my head. I said, Chris Guthrie, the software guy does not have a Mac. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I, I found that kind of funny. I would have just thought that Chris Guthrie's a Mac guy. But um, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Uh, so, uh, but you did say, but you did say that you're possibly going to be getting one here in October, right? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a MacBook Air for the laptop, and then a, a Windows PC. So I guess my excuse can be, well, I like to have both platforms, yes, right? That's my excuse. <laughs> right, right. Okay, cool. All right, now that we got the fun stuff out of the way, um, let's dig into some, uh, some more serious stuff here because uh, you know, just recently. Um, as we've all heard pretty much, and if you haven't, you're hearing it here, uh, which actually, it's funny, Chris, I just did a coaching uh, call this morning for uh, one of my students, and um, uh, he uh, he basically wasn't aware of the the whole, the whole uh, thing that just happened. And I'm like, oh, wow. well, it's kind of good because that means that you're focusing on what you're supposed to be focusing on, but mm-hmm. in the same breath, you got to kind of... You got to kind of stay abreast of what's what's happening there in the Amazon world because it could directly affect you. Um, but uh, yeah, I, so I I kind of explained it to him. He's like, "Oh boy, that is uh, that is a little bit of a hiccup there, isn't it?" And I said, "Yeah." And uh, we kind of went through exactly what uh, you and I will probably be talking about today, which uh, I can kind of I guess go over what I talked to him about, and see if you agree. But um, what what was your initial thought? What was the you know Chris Guthrie hears this for the first time? What's the what do you think? Like what, what's happening in your head? You know, biggest, biggest thing I thought was, you know, this is just what happens with an online business. Like this is the, for me, this is why I really enjoy building online businesses because stuff is constantly changing and moving. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to quickly adapt strategies and try new things, which is stuff you should be doing along the way anyways, you don't want to get complacent with your business, then you're going to be in the long run winning anyways. Um, I mean, the short term, is it a a bit of a bummer? Yeah. I mean, because some strategies that you've used in the past that were effective, you know, they're not going to be as effective anymore. You just, in some cases you can't do them at all. Right. Yeah. And so, and so that was the other half of it, but yeah. And, and what was your interpretation of the change? The biggest thing is that Amazon wants 
customers and that's always been their focus is they're very customer centric, right? They, the sellers, they've said, okay, we can do without in a sense because if there's, you know, there's one that they can replace you. Right. Sure. And so the customers are really the, the key there. And so the main change and in, in the main thing that I was feeling is that they just want to make sure that there's trust around the review platform, the mm-hmm. reviews of its, on Amazon are trustworthy. And the fact that they made this change was because they felt that they weren't, right? If you look back, there was a study by, uh, I think I saw it actually pop up on the front page of Reddit, but they're showing, they analyzed like 7 million reviews and saw that there was an inherent bias with people that leave reviews that say, you know, I got this product in exchange for a discount Mm -hmm. um, or for free, Mm -hmm. right? And and I'm not saying that's, of course, what led to Amazon doing this because they could have been working on this long ago. Um, But just having that data shows that these types of reviews for customers aren't as valuable, right? Because people are inherently leaving a little bit better review than they would if they just bought the product regularly. And so, so it's really targeting these reviews that are incentivized. And so you know, what is an incentivized review? And that's what we can talk about even more in depth, but you know, yeah. yeah. Now you, you've been, you know, around for hundreds of years in internet years because <laughs> <laughs> I was following you before, uh, before I even, you know, kind of really got my stride, I guess. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I've watched you, uh, build affiliate websites and, and, you know, make affiliate commissions on, you know, Amazon sales. Um, actually a pretty substantial, um, site. You've also built little, uh, niche or niche sites, however you want to say it. Um, and you've seen all the Google updates and the slaps and all that stuff. How is this, how is this similar to that? I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just even just giving some some exist, existing examples, right? With with Google, they've come out with you know Panda, Penguin, all these other types of updates that drastically changed the way that websites would be ranked by looking at the types of links that were being created, the types of content that was being created, and and it's basically just a sweeping type change that Google can make to try and change what you know website owners would do in terms of how they're running their business, right? They're saying, okay, don't do this anymore. We want you to try and again, it usually comes back to catering to the user, uh, and so in Google's case, they would say create great content, yeah. and um, you know as a website owner. You're like, well, I am, but uh, rank it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, so as it, as it relates to to Amazon, um, I think this is just the. It, it, I guess it's just I guess I just keep coming back to the fact that it, it they want the customers to be front and center focused, and when you have some of these strategies that can can impact that customer relationship, that they're going to make changes to do that. I think it comes down to, like you said before, though, trust, right? So it's yeah. like if you're on Google and you're searching for, I don't know, um, you know, how to tie a certain knot, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a very popular term, right? And you put something up there and it, it's it's kind of a weak piece of content that shows you maybe the knot, but not really a great in-depth, uh, you know, discussion on it or whatever or content, but you're able to rank it and then you show people your, your widget, right? Um, that's what people were doing. But the thing was, is Amazon, or not Amazon, Google. Google was saying like, well, wait a minute, you know, there's people manipulating this to get traffic. Um, and the people that the end user, me searching for that is not happy with that result. So how can we fix that? Because yeah. Google's main goal is to make you the search, per, you know, the person that's searching, get what they're looking for fast. Yep. Right. And Amazon, it's very sim. It's very similar in the fact that, you know, if you're looking at reviews, those are helping you to make a decision on buying the product. So because of that, we need to make sure that those reviews are, 
you know, that they're legit, right? And that yep. that they're not being faked, you know, or, and, and I don't really, honestly, I don't look at a review coming from, from a, a review club or um, a certain, I mean, there are some, don't get me wrong, but for the most part, it's people that raised their hand that said, I would like to get a product at a discount, whether it's on Amazon or anywhere, and uh, and I'd like to give a review for it, and that's kind of what I'm doing in exchange for that. But that's the problem. We can't do the exchange thing anymore, right? Um, and I think the FTC getting involved with the disclaimer, that also, I don't think that uh, that report would have came out because you wouldn't have been able to identify what was a review given by someone that got it at a discount because you didn't have to put that disclaimer in until I forget when it was, but it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And now when that is that, that clearly identifies that that was given out as um, a discount for a review. So now Amazon seeing like, well, wait a minute here, that kind of backfired on us. Like, you know, FTC said we have to do it. So we did it. We complied, we complied with that. But in the same breath, it kind of hurt us because now it's publicly seen as that. So now how do we fix that? Well, we throw in this new rule, which is basically, you know, you cannot leave a review in exchange for that. And you, now, because of that, you don't have to put the disclaimer in there either because you're not doing it. Yeah. Right? So it's, uh, there's a couple of different ideas I have as to why it happened. Like Amazon definitely wants the reviews to be true. Um, but I also think that this was a way for them to get that disclaimer out of there. Yeah. I mean, I think that if you look at what people are saying when they look at the reviews, it's like, Okay, when I see this disclaimer, you feel like you can maybe discount what it says, right? Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it, it really just comes back to, and I guess I'm sounding like a broken record, but Amazon just wants to make sure that the sure. reviews yeah. are, are trustworthy. And so that's kind of really what it comes down to. And with incentivized reviews, you know, even just using that one data point of them doing that analysis, they've, they kind of proved that they they had some bias. And Amazon, of course, wants to make sure that's that the platform's trusted. So the other thing I want to say here, though, too, is you know, like the people that are like in the top thousand reviewers for Amazon and the top five, th- this affected them as well. Oh yeah, so that's I mean that's the thing is that there's a lot that we can cover, uh, and and so in that case, yeah, I mean, frankly, that strategy is not something that that I tell people to do now, right? Because you know those top ten thousand reviewers, you know, you contact them. And it's like, hey, would you like to review this product? I see you have, you know, you, you've reviewed products in this category before and, and you could send them a product and, and they'd review it. And and that'd be great, right? Uh, but the problem is now that that's, that's falls under the umbrella of an incentivized review, right? You yeah. can't give a product for free with the understanding that, or, or at a discount, with the understanding that it's going to lead to re- a review. Yeah. And so, yeah, you basically can't do that. You could contact a top 10,000 reviewer and say, hey, I know the only reason why you left reviews was because you were getting stuff for free, but would you like to pay for this product and leave a review? <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> um, right. But, so yeah, I mean, that's, and that's, again, that's just part of the, the game is that that strategy, for instance, is not going to... Um, and that's to continue. <laughs> that's that's honestly though, that's a whole nother world in itself. Um, yeah, I, I interviewed uh, a top five hundred reviewer on the podcast, and she went in great detail that it's a it's almost like its own world, right? Like there's competitions in between them guys that uh, you know I'm a I'm gonna get to the top five hundred and I'm gonna get to the top one hundred. Um, yeah, and just the the the. Uh, I guess the competition level for them internally to say I've got this certain badge, but more more than that, um, a lot of people were contacting the the head of some of these um, you know legit you know review groups saying like you know I counted on these re- on on getting these items at a discount I counted on these for Christmas 
I counted on these for buying stuff that I couldn't normally buy because I'm on assisted living. Right. Yeah. Like there was there's people in there right now that are devastated because they can't get this product anymore at a discount. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it really did affect everyone. Now, do I think that this in the long term is better? Yes, I do. I personally do. I don't know what your thoughts yeah. are on that because me personally, and I'll give my take and you give yours, but I, I believe that now it does it does kind of level it, right? It makes it so you can't just go ahead and compete on reviews by giving away more to to get reviews. Um, yeah. So it's going to it's going to clean that up a little bit, just like the backlinking did for Google, right? Yep. But um, you know, I think you also have to go at it a little bit differently now, as far as when you're choosing products. Um, so what's your what's your thoughts on that? Like, do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? I think it's a good thing overall, right? In the short term, like I say before, it's it's you know it's, it's a bummer for sellers uh, certainly, and also in that case, I didn't really even think about that with the reviewers. That in some cases, you know, they're buying products at a discount because they they need them um, for their their own lives, um, and you know, oftentimes you're thinking about the seller so much because that's you know who we're all yeah dealing with. But yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate for them, but yeah, in the long run, I think it's it's better. Um, but yeah, and it certainly it will change. In, in some cases, of course, yeah, how you're going to to launch your products, how you're going to get your your reviews, and and then also maybe what products you select. You know, certainly my opinion has has always been, and I think I've said this before on your show before, but especially if someone's never built a business before and they're just trying to have their first, you know, make their first dollar online, then a lot of cases it's just that coming over the or overcoming that mental block. Mm-hmm of actually succeeding with something. And so if you've started with something that's, you know, lower competition, much lower competition, just to, that, that won't be as hard. Maybe you don't even need that many reviews at all to get going. Um, then that's the, a, a great starting point for people that, you know, that are first getting started. Maybe it's their first business. And of course, if they don't have a lot of money to, to actually succeed. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I mean, I go back to even like, you know, talking to, you know, people or just even sharing what I've done. It's never been, a huge push like some of these uh, some of these businesses are doing in order to compete in these competitive spaces. I've always, you know, you guys have all heard my 10 by 10 by one, right? It's going after products that aren't uh, very, very competitive. Now, yep. so I think moving forward, I would even I would even bring that down a little further, not the sales, but I would look more at like under optimized listings that are still selling and maybe low review numbers, maybe under a hundred reviews, because now we're not competing against reviews. Um, you're, you're really competing against, against like optimized listings, ranking people that aren't utilizing, um, you know, the backend search terms, whatever. And then also being able to do your own push through your own email list, which we can talk about here in a little bit, but you know, like that's what I think. And you've always said that. I remember you saying like, I'd rather just go after the products that are, you know, not selling as many, but doing more of those. Yeah. Um, because you don't have to do as much of that giveaway push type stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, and that always just comes down to just people's own individual interests in terms of how they want to do it. Right. I've talked to people that all they wanted to have was, you know, five products and they're doing, you know, in, well into the six figures of those five products. But sure. that for me at least has never been the approach I've told people to do. But mm-hmm. yeah, some people just kind of prefer that approach. But uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I and I, I mean, again, I, I, I hear a lot of people saying like, oh my gosh, and like now what do I do, right? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I understand the frustration, but it never should have been the ultimate like way to launch a product, right? It, it, to me, yeah. it was just, I mean, honestly, in the beginning, it really is, 
about getting your first set of sales so you can start to get into the algorithm so you can start to rank and then you can turn on your pay-per-click and then you can start to do that. But then also, and I've said this too, and this is something that I'm working internally on and uh, I'll be sharing more on it. And I know that you agree because we've both been in this business, uh, not the Amazon space so much, but just the online, you know, marketing kind of, you know, building businesses online that it always comes down to your email list, you know? And, And if you have that asset, and, and I, I want people to understand that that's an asset. If you have that asset, you can drive traffic to your products at will and you're going to be fine, right? Like you can get us, you can get a product started. I, I just actually helped, and I've talked about this publicly. Um, I've helped uh, actually a neighbor of mine who actually found, helped me find this place. It was a long story, but um, my wife met her through an online blog that she was blogging about this area. We met up with her. We're good friends now. And she's a pretty successful blogger that never knew about private labeling. So we, we basically took her audience. We figured out what they wanted. We created a couple of SKUs and, you know, now she's, uh, she's selling some product, you know? So it started with her having an email list and a little bit of an audience. And I think now people need to understand that that can help you so much drive um, sales. So if you're launching a new product, you can instantly get your hundred sales from your customers, not from a, a group that's just willing to review products. Yeah, definitely. I think that if there's one thing this changes influence or, or, or shown people if they didn't know before is that they, they need to be able to start building an audience, building their brands, um, off Amazon. So they have an additional traffic source. And that's always been the case for a long time. And now this just gives people a kick in the pants to do that if they haven't been doing it. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we, we, we like to look at the easy way we all do. Yeah. We're all guilty of it. Right. But we always know too, that the long term, at least a lot of us do, we know that the long term play is going to require a little bit more work. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a ton of different ways that we can do it. Um, but it does come down to, okay, you know, and for me, really, it hasn't changed. The product research is pretty much the same, hasn't changed, right? Even if I wasn't going to launch a product on Amazon, I would still do the research on Amazon, right? I'd want to see yep. what the market's buying, right? Um, and then from there, your sourcing is the same. Your pre-launch is pretty much the same too. You're still optimizing your listing uh, and then you're getting ready for the launch and that is building that list, figuring out yep. where you're going to do your, your sales and then in the launch, you're going to be sending stuff out to that list, letting them know that you have a discount or a flash sale or something like that. Um, and then from there, on, on, uh, turn on the pay-per-click and then run with it, right? Like that's, that's kind of, I think, um, where, it's, where it should be heading um, as far as to yeah. build that out. Yeah, and I think that a lot of times now you'll see people just shifting more of their attention towards P- uh, PPC mm. and also just towards, you know, looking at lowering their product price even further just on the public Amazon site as opposed to, in some cases, using, you know, services like they've done in the past um, for the initial boost. Yeah, and I remember, I think, uh, when you launched um, your product on Amazon, you did that very similar thing. You, you just started the price low and then yep. you started to just gradually raise that price. Yeah, I mean, and that's, and of course, that was a little bit different time in terms of uh, where we're at in the, in terms of how large the market sure, is now sure, and, sure. and the competition. But yeah, I mean, in a lot of cases, and especially if you're going back to, you know, going after lower competition products, that's in many ways is what you could do is is doing that. You know, you get your initial reviews, perhaps from your initial audience you've built, and yeah, that's a whole other conversation in terms of how all that could be built. Whether it's through, you know, you're building it through your your website, you could be doing content marketing to to get traffic that way through Google, uh, social media marketing, of course, through different Facebook groups that you might be involved in. And so there's a lot of ways you can do to get that traffic. But yeah, it comes down to when you're first launching, you're going to be doing some discounting in a sense, even just if it, just if it's on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, so what what do you think of this idea? Uh, 
like, let's say, for example, you build up a little list of, I don't know, two, 300 people and, uh, and you've, you've gotten them by, you know, doing maybe a contest for a product that's similar to yours, or maybe it's yours. Um, and you build up that list. And then let's say that you want to not necessarily give them a coupon because again, we're being told too, that Amazon, depending on how much you discount it, that may not allow you to leave a review or you can leave it, but it's not going to stick or whatever. Um, what's your thoughts on, uh, you know, sending out a little email to that list and saying like, uh, Hey, just want to let you know this Friday, we're doing a flash sale and, uh, we're going to discount, you know, I don't know, we're going to have $10 off this, uh, and it's going to be this, this, uh, Saturday only, uh, you know, stay tuned or something. And then you send out an email and you just lower your price for that day, drive traffic to your listing and then put it back up the next day. What do you think of that? I think that's great because again, the main thing is that you just need, it's like you need, it's sort of a chicken and the egg problem, right? You need sales to help you get more sales in a sense. Exactly. <laughs> and so you're just trying to find a way to get those initial sales. And so, yeah, anything you can do to help drive those initial sales, combination of having your own traffic source, send that traffic to your listing at a discounted price. Those two things working together are going to help you get, uh, get some initial movement, right? And that can be what helps get a product up and, and going. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and then I think it comes down to, okay, now people are saying like, well, okay, well, how do we get reviews now? Like, how do we, how do we get the review? Uh, you know, so let me ask you this and I know you, you know, sales backer, everybody knows Chris Guthrie and sales backer, right? Um, you have a, a software that actually automates that process, but even if you don't have that, you can still email your customers. Now, you know, I've heard people say, yeah, but customers don't want to spamming them. Right. And, and, yeah. you know, I, I ask like, what is spamming? Um, and what, what would that be in, in your, in your, uh, you know, I guess, your thoughts on that? Like, what would spamming be to you, to your customer? Well, I mean, I think the main thing, though, is like the intent of the email when you're doing it is it's to, it, you're first really kind of doing it for customer service purposes, right? Like your first email is, is really more to make sure that they know that you're you're the company that they purchased the, purchase the product from and you want to make sure they have a good experience. And you want to make sure they have a good experience, not just because you're it's your business, but because you, you know, you should be at least trying to to create great products and, and provide those to customers very, very well. And so that's really... The, the start of it. And then the follow-up is, you know, for asking for the review because you want their, their honest feedback. And, and, and so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the approach I, I think about it as. Yeah. So, okay. It all comes down to, again, being like really good to your customer. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it, basic, right? It always comes back to that, right? If you think, if you look at what Amazon is, if you look at what you should be doing, if, if you're not doing this, that's always what it comes back to in my mind. Yeah. I mean, I look at, uh, well, I look at Zappos, right? I look at all the big companies and it's always down to kind of like customer service. Like there's no, there's no restrictions, uh, as far as like, if you want a refund, we're going to give you one. If you have a problem, we're going to take care of you. We're going to answer, uh, the support ticket if we get one, like it's really basic stuff. And then to go over the top and then, you know, give them something, uh, you know, in, in return, uh, for, uh, you know, for being a customer, uh, which, which to me could be like, Hey, thanks so much. Uh, you know, if, uh, if you want to, you know, get on our VIP list, you're more than welcome to, that could be in an insert card. Like there's ways that we can do it to then again, still give them more value. And then from that value is going to have a customer that could potentially leave you a review without you even asking for it. Mm -hmm. Um, they may just want to do it because they're like, darn. Now, the one thing that I've always said, and I think that you know, everyone should do because it's the truth. And if it's not the truth, don't put it in there. But I always like to let people know that I'm a small business. 
I like to let yeah. people know that, you know, your feedback is really important to us because we're a small business and we want to make sure that we're taking care of our customers. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the, our customers are so important to us. And, uh, and if there's anything we can do better, please let us know. Like it's letting them know that we're, we're like them. We're not yep. like this big company like Apple or, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I've always said in, in the communications you have to your customers that you want to come across more personal in your tone as opposed mm. to trying to sound so corporate. I think a lot of mis- mistakes people make, especially when they're first starting, their, especially if, first, if, they're, uh, if it's their first business, excuse me, uh, is that they, they think, oh, this is how business is done. You know, it's all, it's very corporate, et cetera. Um, but it doesn't have to be done that way. Yeah, and right? they want to put so, a, you know, a business uh, header on it. And, yeah, uh, they think it needs to be, yeah. But really, it's just a personal if it's if it looks like a personal type message, that's what works really well. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I just think that uh, it comes down to the basics, right? The you know marketing one hundred and one, right? Like take care of your customer, and you should be good. And you know what? If you made a mistake, let them know you made a mistake, right? Like be mm-hmm. clear about it and be upfront and honest. And I think that can only um, that can only come back to help you. Uh, and just go over the top to really deliver. And I think those reviews and the feedback will come back to you, um, without you even asking for them really. But if you can ask them in, in, like I said, like maybe in the second or third email that you're following up with them, I think that's a good approach. And I don't think that that's going to go away. Now, if it does, then it does, but you can still always deliver the customer, um, with more value and, uh, and giving them a better customer experience. I think that's what it really comes down to. Um, so I think that you could agree maybe you agree, I think you do, that uh, right now moving forward, nothing has really changed per se, except for, uh, you know, if you're, if you were doing things about, you know, like giving away a thousand units to compete um, and you were doing that, you know, like every, you know, six weeks or something, then, you know, that's probably, you're you're probably, you're going to be, you know, woken up by this. But if yeah. you were doing the whole approach of finding a product that's low competition, um, you know, you can sell 10 a day, you can, you know, make eight, $10 profit per unit, um, you know, and, and find products that are under optimized and then just do exactly what we just said, build a little launch list, let people like, I mean, would you agree like that's probably the approach that everyone should be taking? Yeah. And I mean, I think the main thing too, is that, you know, like you said, there's some strategies that aren't that and, and services you just aren't really going to work anymore, right? You know, when when this update, I'm looking at the fact now. It says, and one of the things they say is, can I use third-party services to provide free or discounted products to reviewers? No, the policy applies regardless of whether you provide compensation to reviewers directly or through a third party, right? This is something that maybe in the show notes you can link to, but if and especially going back to the seller you said that hadn't heard this, definitely look at look through these Q and A's that Amazon has because they answer a lot of the questions people were freaking out in the Facebook groups about. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyways, getting, it was somewhat, I got off to the sidetrack, but well, you know, I, I, I think it comes down to this though. Okay. Cause this is kind of what happened, right? Like, okay. You have a a group that's, you know, it's, it's a review group, right? Like you have Mm -hmm. this thing and it's classified like that, you know, so we have that. Okay. But now all of a sudden everyone is changing the way that they're messaging, um, that this is not a review group. It's a group of people that want to get products at a discount and we're not requiring them to leave a review. And that's their way of kind of like clearing up their message. So they're not in the red, but what's your thoughts on that? Like, you know, should we still trust a group? Cause now it's technically really a deal site. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I know people, this is where I'm probably going to differ certainly from people that, that run these types of services, but, uh, 
the, the challenge, I think, is that if you look at the intent of Amazon's change, you know, they their intent is they don't want incentivized reviews anymore. Sure. And you have all these people that sign up to these platforms where where their idea was, hey, I'm signing up for this platform because I get a discount on something, and then all I have to do is leave a review. So all these thousands of people have been trained to do that, and and now just all of a sudden making a switch saying, well, you don't need to leave a review anymore. Well, that's maybe not enough, right? And mm-hmm. if you look at if Amazon looks at where the reviews are coming from from these reviewers, it's very simple for them to see. Oh, they've you know they've left 200 reviews, and of those 200, 180 of them are all discounted products. Okay, mm-hmm. well, let's just remove those, uh, and then also not count any other reviews they may leave in the future, right? So there's a problem now with this review footprint. And I guess just what you could say is these reviewers have this footprint of all these different discounted products in the past, then putting a disclaimer and them saying, hey, this is a product they got at an exchange for a discount. Uh, and then if that, all of a sudden that's removed, then I don't know if that really solves a problem. Um, right. Now, right. I, again, I should, and maybe this is something we could have prefaced with, but I'm not Amazon and I, I'm not the one out there enforcing these changes on sellers. Uh, but in my mind, that's not really enough. I, I would just kind of hold a bit to see how things shake out. Yeah, I'm not saying that these these sites that really recruited, uh, you know, people that wanted items at a discount. That's really the way I look at these groups. Most of these groups, yeah. that's what I look at, right? People that raised their hands said, I would love to receive products at a discount. Forget the review for a second. The review was was in there because obviously we were like, we, you know, you can become a part of this group. The only thing that you need to do for us is leave a review. Yeah. The people that signed up, they didn't necessarily put that clause in there. They just said, I'll do whatever I need to do to get this product at a discount. Right. But these people just genuinely want to uh, get product at a discount. Like I said, some people, they, they like this for getting gifts for their, their family for Christmas that they, they normally wouldn't have been able to get. Right. So people were depending on it for that reason. But you know, the, the, uh, I guess the way that they were going to get that discount was to to leave the review because that's what was put into the terms for that group. But now that groups are changing that, I understand that and that's fine. But like you said, there's a footprint there that now Amazon can go back and, and trace back to. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are upset because they went out and they did a massive giveaway and they lost 200 reviews already. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're feeling like, well, I, I paid for them. But and I've said this before, too. The reviews that you're doing through a giveaway or a discounted, you know, type offer promo to me is a way to get the ball rolling and to get yourself a base set of reviews. And if those reviews go away, they go away. But it's a way for you to get going um, and then start getting your organic reviews through your normal sales, through something like Salesbacker or just if you were going to manually, you know, you know, message them. Um, so, that, and that's what it's always been for me, but the people that are getting so upset because 200 reviews or 300 reviews are being wiped out, you went at it at the wrong approach. You yeah. were hoping that they were going to stick, yep. you know, Those, and there's a chance they're not going to stick. And this is proof that they're, they're probably not. Yeah. And I completely agree. Like that, though, that strategy was just, those are reviews you get at launch. And if those go away, that's, well, that's part of the part of what might happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you have to just kind of be okay with that. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly unfortunate for some people that, that had that happen. You know, anytime you get review, reviews removed, it's a bummer uh, because usually there's some sort of, well, there's always some sort of financial outlay you've put there to sure. actually get those reviews in the first place. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it just comes back to what we were saying before. A lot of the, a lot of focus now, you're going to shift some of it towards, you know, the price you're launching at some of the outside traffic sources you're going to use to, to get your sales. And of course these people are just maybe interested in your specific niche, the products that you're selling and, and that's what they want more so than, Hey, I'm just here for the discount and to leave a review. Um, those types of strategies are going to be what went out long run. Yeah, I mean, I I heard actually, and I'm not going to say which ones, but I heard that uh, a couple of the um, the groups, um, the people that had had used their services, that they were affected. So almost like they targeted that group, and then they traced back somehow. Um, so this way here, it's like anyone that went through the service, those reviews got traced back, and then those people are the ones that got um, deleted. You know what I mean? So. And yeah. Amazon's pretty smart. They they've got a lot of money to put into uh tracking and and uh filters and and all of that stuff. And you know, now we don't know either. Like if you give 50% off discount, is that going to be too much of a discount for them to allow you to leave a review? Like there's those things that could be a factor. That's why if you did a flash sale, you might be able to prevent that from happening because you didn't really give a discount code. You just basically lowered your price for 2 days. Um so it's going to be interesting to see how that all how that all plays out. But I think in the end in the end of the of the the story here for for this chapter, um, I would say, or this book, I should say, and then the chapter of this one would end and say, uh, this had happened. Um, you know, you use the services for however long it's helped you get to wherever you are. But now, moving forward, you have to create your own, uh, you know, your outside uh, traffic. Um, and I don't say traffic to send directly to your Amazon listing. I've always said, you know, send that to a landing page, collect the email address, then send them to your Amazon listing. Um, this is going to be better just all the way around to build out that channel. And if you ever want to exit the business, it's going to help you to have that, that asset as well. Um, definitely. Yeah. Is there any other, other pieces that you wanted to cover before we, well, let me, let me ask you this before we jump off here. Uh, as you see it right now, a lot of people will say too, you know what? It's just. It's, it's over, you know, like we can't, we can't do this, this selling on Amazon anymore. Um, yeah. and as of right now, today that we're recording this, I don't see that as, as an issue. And I, I don't, I'd like to know your thoughts, but like they haven't said to us, listen, if you are not a major brand that's doing a hundred thousand dollars a month in sales, we're not going to let you on our platform. They have not said that yet. Right. Could that happen? Sure. Could happen. But it hasn't happened yet. So as of right now, do you still see that there's an opportunity for someone to start selling product on Amazon? Of course. I mean, I think that it's I don't remember, I don't remember the statistic right offhand, but I think it's like 50 percent of all products are from third party sellers or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe I'm wrong there, but because uh, I can't remember it right off the top of my head. But yeah, I mean, Amazon is always going to want third party sellers to to help sell those products. And for time being, and certainly I, from what I see moving forward, it's going to be fine. It's just the biggest thing that is what it comes back to is that in any online business that you build, and as you're kind of saying before with the past experiences I've had in building other types of websites, it's going. You're just going to have to deal with change throughout throughout the process. That's just part of the deal when you're building an online business. Certainly, it happens in offline businesses, but in the online space, it's just accelerated. And so Amazon makes a change. Okay, you can get upset about it and, and be you know, bummed out and think that the sky is falling. But really, if you're building your business the way that you want to, which is where you can have some more, uh, you know, not outside asset, like you mentioned with your additional traffic source, um, then in the long run, you're going to be fine. And, you know, some things are going to be changed, but it's going to be fine. And you, yeah, of course, still a good way to, to build a business to start as a sales channel. All, do you at all, though, do you think, though, too, this might actually create opportunity? 
Yeah, of course. Because if anything, anytime someone says, oh, this is something's dead, it's like, oh, well, that's great. I don't think it's dead. Let me just mm, keep doing it. <laughs> I like, I, yeah, that's what I was leading and, towards because there's a lot of people that are going to jump ship right now. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I don't, and from what I've seen, I haven't been actually seeing that. I think that there are people that are just, they have this initial shock. And this is part of the, part of the reason why it's nice that we waited a little, little past like a week now of, of when this update came out uh, to record this. But for the most part, it, it's going to be, it's going to be fine, right? Strategy is going to change and you just got to adapt to it. So I'm yeah. sounding like a broken record, but no, no, it really you're, does come down to it, right? But it I mean, does. That's, yeah. yeah. I think it's worth repeating. I mean, it's, you know, if anyone thought that they were just going to launch something on a platform and everything was just going to be smooth sailing, uh, they were mistaken because, yeah. you know, I think any, I mean, if you selling on eBay, it's, ha- I mean, like my good friend, Dom sugar, who I always bring up cause he's been a retail, uh, for over 15 years on all different platforms before Amazon even existed. Um, and yeah. he's seen all the changes. I seen the change with eBay and I mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. I seen a, I was selling, um, way back. I was selling, uh, my, my digital, uh, or my, well, first I was selling digital loops for garage band. Um, I made about a thousand loop uh, for, for the, for the program, uh, garage band. And I sold them for twenty nine ninety five, And I, I didn't even have to ship a CD. It was just basically digital download. You remember mm-hmm. when Kindle books, you can, or not Kindle books, then it was eBooks. You can buy them on eBay. Yeah. But what happened? People were buying, were doing penny books just to try to do for lead capture. Right. Yeah. So now they abuse the system. So eBay says, wait a minute here. Ain't going to do that. We're going to make, we're going to make it that we're not going to let digital downloads happen. You have to ship a physical item. So now it got rid of probably half of the people doing that because it was too much work. What did I do? I put mine on a DVD and I shipped out a DVD. Yeah. Right. So you know what I mean? Like it, you just adapt to that change. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's business, man. It's business. Uh, if you got a competitor up the road and you're brick and mortar and they come in, what are you going to do? You're going to leave or are you going to go out there and, and try to outperform them and, and give better customer service, better products? That's what you're yeah. going to do. Right? You're not going to run. Um, it's just the way it is. Um, all right, Chris, is there anything else that you wanted to discuss quickly before we hop off here? I know we didn't know what direction this was going to go, but I think it went pretty well. Yeah, no, I always just kind of like to say, Hey, this here's a general idea. Let's just see where it takes us. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that people are a little frustrated right now. Um, maybe a little bit of frustration has passed since it's been a little while since the update came out, but you know, things are going to change, adapt to it. And, um, just make sure that if you haven't yet, this is probably a good thing is, Make sure you go check out the everything that changed in the terminology for for Amazon's update. Right, they have the the update on customer reviews they posted. They have the community guidelines for reviewers. That's for what your reviewers would do, and then they have the prohibited seller activities and actions. and And there's also that fact page where they had some additional questions they posted. So just make sure you read those um, so you're informed. And of course, because a lot of times you'll see and sometimes in Facebook groups or just even talking with other sellers amongst yourself that it's easy to kind of go back and forth a lot. But you, if you go back to just the source of the information, then it can clear up a lot of things too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Well, hey, it's been fun. Um, if anyone wants to uh, check out uh, Salesbacker, um, you can go directly to salesbacker.com or you can go over to my resources page. Um, I do have a special offer there from Chris. Um, so you can go over and check that out. It's on the resources page, uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash resources, or I'll put it in the show notes here. Um, but again, this wasn't uh, an episode to get Chris on here to talk about his software, but it it uh, it is there to help actually in the follow-up process. So if you're interested, definitely go check out the show notes. Chris has put something together they're pretty nice. Um, so, uh, go check it out. And Chris just want to say thanks again for coming on and talking about this. And 
I'm glad that we were able to get through it without any chainsaws or anything today. <laughs> yeah, and I'm happy to happy to come on. And yeah, that's certainly you know I'm I told my wife I was like I need some sort of an additional layer of soundproofing, like some sort of fallout shelter bunker <laughs> scenario. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, that was funny. But no, it's, that's good stuff. Hey, it's conversation, right? We get to talk about it, and we get to talk about that Mac thing that you're not uh, you're not a you know a user of yet, but you're gonna be very very, very soon. soon. Very they, soon. They announced that new MacBook Pro. I'm gonna be picking one of those up. I'll be switching over. What sure. kind of phone though? What kind of phone are we using? I use an iPhone, so okay. I'm, well, you're I'm halfway lean, there. I'm definitely more Apple. I'm two thirds Apple, so okay. All right. Well, all right. All right. I think about you a little bit differently now. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, Chris. Well, hey, it's been awesome, and uh, I appreciate you. And uh, you know, yeah. If anyone wants to get in touch with Chris, like I said, you can check out the show notes page. Um, you can get all that information there um, on this episode. All right. So, Chris, thanks. Thanks again, man. I appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, everybody. All right, guys. So there you go. Right. Another great conversation about this whole business. Right. I mean, this whole business stuff. Uh, And I just love talking about this stuff. If you guys couldn't tell, I mean, whether I was recording this or not, uh, I'd be talking about this stuff. And like that would be a conversation that I'd be having. And I just think it's it's good to to really bounce ideas off of each other. Uh, I think also understanding that the landscape is always changing and being able to talk to guys like Chris who've been in this, uh, you know, in this uh, online space for, for quite a while. Like I said, I was following him before I even met him. Uh, and, uh, and I followed a lot of stuff that he was doing. I was actually working on building out affiliate sites with, uh, you know, affiliate links going over to Amazon products and trying that whole business model. And I had some success, but I kind of lost interest in it because it's a longer, a longer road. And it took a lot more work to only make six, 7%. But now that I kind of know kind of like what you can get from that, well, even if you wanted to start out, and this is, again, guys, I'm just going to throw this out. Just This is something that just came to my mind. But if you wanted to like build out a website like you used to and really get traffic to a website and just start driving traffic to that, that website or that blog and then have affiliate links that go over to Amazon products, that is, and really test it there. There's no outlay really of money other than time. There's not a lot of money to do that. And that's kind of what was happening back then. And they weren't even knowing, like Chris didn't even realize that, you know, now I could possibly not even just make money on the affiliate side of things, but now I can kind of test the market without even actually having to have that product. So again, just another thought for anyone out there that's thinking to themselves like, I just don't want to do this thing as far as get products yet because I'm not sure. Start it that way if you want to. Like, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can do it. And that, you know, that way of doing it, like, years ago is still, it still works today. And, I mean, you know, Niche Pursuits, you know, over there with Spencer Hawes, I mean, he's done it. He's still doing it today. Uh, and he has case studies over there as well. So I would definitely check that out if you're interested in, in kind of dabbling in that. But the reason why I'm putting that out there is because, you know, when I was learning stuff five, six, seven years ago, it's still relevant today. It's just the landscape has changed and we have to adapt. So again, I'm not really sure what I was trying to get at there, except that I want you guys to understand that just because change happens doesn't mean that the model is broken. Okay. And I think that's really what I want to get across here. And, uh, and I think Chris, you know, and other guests that I've had on have had issues where they've gotten slapped. I've seen people 
uh, where this has happened to. And uh, and they feel like their whole business model is shot. They just have to start over and kind of rebuild. But that's because they were building tac- you know, building a business out of tactics, not a strategy about building a business. And I think that's a huge takeaway. All right. So, all right, guys, I think I rambled on long enough here at the end. I didn't really mean to do that, but it's just kind of how I roll. You guys know that. So uh, what I want to do, though, is remind you guys that uh, if you want to check out the show notes, the transcripts, any links we discussed, they'll be over at uh, the uh, the show notes page, which is the amazing seller.com forward slash 273 and you can get all of the show notes and transcripts over there and I'm going to also leave the link to salesbacker you guys heard us talk a little bit about it and I also talked about the resources page but what I'm going to do is I'm going to just put the link inside the show notes to this episode so it's there for you and uh, this way if you wanted to give that a test drive it's got a 60 day uh, free trial no credit card you have to enter or anything and you get to start sending em- uh, emails immediately to your customers definitely give that a shot and yes you will buy me a cup of coffee if you go through that link, all right? And the last thing I want to do is remind you about our live event coming up, which is coming up really soon. Probably by the time that you're listening to this, it's it's probably going to be sold out, but as of right now, there are a handful of spots left. If you're at all interested, even at just attending day one, uh, then just uh, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live, and if it is sold out, well, you can still register uh, for the upcoming one or be on the wait list or a, a cancellation list and uh, would love to uh, meet you uh, at uh, at one of these live events. So definitely go over and check that out if you're at all interested in hanging out with a bunch of entrepreneurs in one room for a complete day or two. All right, so guys, that's it. That's gonna wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. You have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me, say it loud, and say it proud today. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.